9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks Welcome for back to what is definitely not a new episode of the 9to5 Entertainment System. Why? Because I'm on vacation, so there is no new episode. But what are you listening to is a question you might be asking yourself. You're going to listen to actually two of our episodes of Garbage Time, episodes 286 and 291. Uh, remember, if you go to patreon.com slash 9to5cc and subscribe to the Isle of 90s level, you will get access to all of the Garbage Time. So if these episodes sound fun and things that you want to listen to, consider subscribing. Um, there's some comic talk. We talk about the Batman Who Laughs. We talk about uh, the D&D movie, the Guy Ritchie filmography, some wrestling talk, and uh, Scott relives his experience at the Highland Games this past summer. Uh, sit back and enjoy the show, and 90s will be back to our regular scheduled programming in two weeks. Thanks for Bye. Often it's enough to win a lane, and then if you had like the if you've tucked if you've tucked behind your taskmaster in uh, in the invisible woman lane, he then becomes sixteen yeah. power, which also people don't don't see coming. They, I feel that most like there's enough weird like uh, distractions in there that I feel people don't necessarily know what the finish is going to be. Yeah. <clears throat> so works out but i'm glad i'm glad I'm, and, and i've gotten so many little like smiley star face emojis on orca when i play him <laughs> <laughs> people are like oh what <laughs> i have a a deck that runs with um quicksilver and domino not gonna lie remember the, the domino movie oh, no yeah eh? there was a domino movie was there? But, I mean, there should be there, sh- there should be one with the new Domino because she's great. One from Kira Knightley. My name is Domino Harvey. I'm... Oh, that's not Domino though that we're talking about. Yeah, it's some other Domino, no. I suppose. Yeah, no, Domino Harvey was uh, it was all right. I remember. I think it was like a yeah, it was fine. a perfectly cromulent like crime Plus them Nikita kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. Like Ever a little, so vaguely, a little little bit channel channeling Nikita Guy Ritchie Punisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of of Guy Ritchie, I watched uh, Operation Fortune: Ruse de Guerre this this weekend. What's that? How was it? It was real good. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but but um, Jason Statham and Guy Ritchie together in this same movie they, they make they make fun movies. Yeah, they're, they're real good. <laughs> uh, it was a very fun Guy Ritchie um, kind of like spy take up. All right, like he's kind of a James Bondy character with Carrie Elwes as his handler, and um, what's her face from Parks and Rec? Wasn't he supposed supposed to make like a Snatchiverse or like a Lockstockiverse or something? Like... Maybe, but this 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 one was like a great fun dumb action movie. It's on Prime if if you want to check it out. I, Riss and I both had a better time than we thought we were going to have watching it. I, I feel that he just needs to go back. Let's look at the Guy Ritchie filmography. Just stick with British I, crime stuff, because boy, I was like, gonna say I don't understand why he doesn't just crunch one of those guys out every couple of years. Like, like Lo- Lockstock, like... great. Yeah. Snatch, mm-hmm. great. Yep. Uh, Alzheimer. Was what was swept away? Oh no, swept away. Very bad. Really? That's yeah, the Madonna one. I, that's the Madonna one. Yeah, yeah. Revolver, Wait. pretty good. Pretty good. 
Uh, rock and Roller was on it a little bit there. What what the hell was that? He was married to Madonna. Madonna. Yeah, he's like the father of multiple children with Madonna. It's the and he made a movie with her. Yeah, called Swept for Away, her. and it's awful. Mm. For her, yeah, exactly. It's a remake of an Italian film of the same name that he he wanted, she wanted to do. So he was like, "I'm Guy Ritchie, I'll do it." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Rock and Roller was good. Sherlock Holmes was good. Both of them Both were of them? actually pretty good. Yep. The Man from Uncle. It was that was good. It was better than you think it is. It didn't yeah. have a strong third act, but it would have been a good series if a henry cavill didn't take off like a rocket and b army hammer didn't sink like a crazy cannibal person. <laughs> i mean henry cavill's uh stock is stock is diminishing these days he might they might get sure him back has. to back to being <laughs> the man from uncle uh king arthur that was i don't even uh, remember hating that hold on hold. there's real back long henry cavill for a second is he not is he not now the face of warhammer isn't he involved yes. in a Warhammer movie now? Like he's no longer involved in The Witcher, and now he wants to do Warhammer brand. And no longer involved with Superman. Yeah. Uh, James Gunn fired him from Superman. Really? Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, they were was like... it something personal, or was it just they want to do a different kind of Superman? I think they, well, they, they want to. They want a clean slate, and they want to go back to more like Smallville style. Like apparently. Like, they, they want to have, like, the young Superman growing up or whatever. And, I mean, I can kind of understand that if they're like, hey, hang on, I'm going to, like, raise Superman as my own child, so maybe this time he doesn't just kill millions of people without feeling anything. <laughs> yeah. That's what he did. That's what he did when Zack Snyder raised him. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that... I, well, I'm just saying, I'm like, if they want to build, like, Superman as the, the more, like, Christ figure bastion of all that is good, which, which is the character... Which was not the Cavill Superman. I think they kind of need to mm-hmm. distance themselves from the Snyder Superman. Yeah, yeah it so. makes sense. He's also a little older now. What are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's it. They can do an older Superman. That's fine. But that's not, I think, yep. what they're interested in. Then he made Aladdin. Oh, my God. I forgot that that was Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Un- unwatchable. The Gentleman was good. Was See, like, absolutely like, excellent. He, he, yeah, he veers away from, like I said, King Arthur and Aladdin. Trash. Gentlemen, you're... You're doing it again, guy. Yep. <clears throat> Wrath of Man is the only one I, I haven't seen. I mean, but it is a heist action thriller directed by Guy Ritchie and featuring... Jason uh, Statham. What's his name? Jason Statham. So, like... Now, I didn't even know it was made. I, I, I saw it as a recommended after watching Operation Fortune. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Let's see how it is received release reception i mean it's got a 67 percent on rotten tomatoes and that's like i'm not saying that's like high but like you, you can see how maybe these these types of movies don't crack like 80 or whatever oh, yeah. very often but uh, operation of gentlemanly them. warfare he's doing another spy thing oh, he's doing a mm-hmm. war movie he's doing why Oh, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Guy Ritchie's The Covenant is an American action thriller starring Jill, Doug, Jake Gyllenhaal and Dar Salim. It's a plot follows a former U.S. Army special operation through Afghanistan. No. no. I thought it was about sexy teenage witches. I wish. It's The Coven. You sure it was The Covenant? Covenant? Uh, you might be right. <laughs> 
starring Jason Statham as a sexy teenage witch. <laughs> shot for shot remake of the scene where they use magic to change their his, his like his nail color and his eye color. Oh no! It was that he was supposed to. Uh, what do you call it? It was there were supposed to be multiple sequels to Rock and Roller. Like it even and even the end has like a Rock and Roller will return and never has. <laughs> but like I liked Rock and Roller, and I think that that was maybe maybe Gerard Butler popped mm-hmm. off too hard and now is too old. <laughs> like you know, I think that the window on yeah. Gerard Butler like closed because he got famous, and now Gerard Butler is just heavy set. Oh. Uh, Operation Fortune does brings back Hugh Grant um, playing a older asshole as as he did in Dungeons and Dragons and it was great. He's he's found his new niche. Oh yeah, we both watched Dungeons and Dragons. We yeah. did. We should have put that. We should have ranked that. I guess we can I guess. guess John, have it. you watched it yet? No, I have not. You should. I felt bad. I felt bad not acquiring it legally. I mean, it's. I believe it's now like legally purchasable on VOD, so you don't even need oh, yeah. to leave your house. I'm like, gonna do that. that. You could. You could go do it through like I don't know YouTube or one of the video on demand. Amazon. Yeah. <clears throat> Amazon has it for sure. It was fun. Whatever conglomerate you give your money to. I don't know if I liked it as much as you did, Keith. I. I, and I didn't say I liked it that much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I have a lot of patience for dumb fantasy. My my I'm, score I'm my score was C plus. Like that was my okay. that was that then, was my take. Then yeah, it's that right there for me. Yeah, I was gonna say like I was like I can I could be convinced. Like, like good, Eric and I, Eric a, and I had this conversation. Is that was like it's even Eric was like I, I think it's like more like a B, but I'm like that's just because it was full of things you recognize. Like as a movie, it's like a C plus. Like there's maybe there's maybe a I, I I recognize some of these things, and I get a little little buff. Like even you you loved the the other adventuring party in the maze, right? Like, Ab- absolutely, that was yeah. I was here for that. What happened? Could have been more of that. And did you know? Did you it's the D and D animated series adventure party is like the, oh, there's multiple yeah, yeah. adventure parties running around in the maze, and like mm-hmm. you can see like the guy in like the little the green wizard's robes and all that Presto stuff. Presto and like, Bobby and and yeah. Hank and yeah. That was that was fun. And did you know that they were played by the voice actors? That's great. That which was extra good. Like they they rounded up as many of the voice actors as they could and put them in the old costumes. That's fun. That's great. You, did you hear that? What do you call it? Did that the last HBO's Last of Us? Like almost almost every voice actor in the game is like a a relatively prominent character in the in the show. Like the original, the original voice actor of Joel plays the like the right hand lieutenant guy uh, in one of the cities and whatever. Like a, like a speaking role. Like it's not just a cameo. Like he has like a story arc. Funnily enough, uh, the voice actor for Ellie plays her own mother in a flashback because obviously she's you know a grown up now. <laughs> but still, like uh, again, like they almost all the major. All the major voice actors they found found screen time work for them, which must have been really fun. I think, mm-hmm. like, if you're just like normally like kind of a voice actor person, and now you get to like shoot scenes because they did mocap and everything for that, also, right? So it's not like they're they were just people sitting there in a studio with a microphone, like they were they were moving around and doing all the action. So they're clearly like actors, 
And a couple of the characters, uh, a couple of the characters have the exact same actress. Even like the the leader of the resist, the Fireflies, is like the same actress in both the game and the show. Hmm. Which that's kind of neat. Kind yeah. of also it's like weirdly like un Hollywood. <laughs> you know, like like to actually unless, sort of like unless you're a CW superhero show because they brought everyone back that they could. Even Kevin Sorbo. No, not Kevin Sorbo. But if you ever played anything that had to do with Superman or The Flash, you you gotta you gotta roll in those those TV shows. <clears throat> uh, so D and D, the thing that I liked best about it was it had a bad guy. The bad guy had an evil plan. The good guy stopped the bad guy. It mm-hmm. didn't destroy the whole world. They they didn't like fight the biggest biggest bad of all time. It was just it was like, like an, little... an adventure for levels one through five. Exactly. That I think that was my favorite. <laughs> I think that was my favorite part of of the the script. That there was no there was no big space beam. There was no sky beam at the end. <laughs> that they, and they they weren't they weren't fighting a celestial. They weren't fighting something that would end the world and existence and all the planes as we know it. It's like no, it's just a. It's a big evil warlock. It's a, it's a well. That's it. It's a shitty plot by the Red Wizards, which is like also an adventure for levels one through five. Mid mid tier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like. it, it was good because not everything needs to have you know. But do you agree enough. with me that I I feel that I would have had so much more time for it if it was that same story told in like a six part episode thing on Netflix? Oh oh yeah. Yeah, like, they, they could have like had... each, each each little adventure. If they just had like more room to breathe and more banter amongst the characters, I would have been like, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. this would be a super fun show." Uh, Michelle Rodriguez was very good as a barbarian, like <laughs> shockingly uh, good as Re- Re- Reggie Jean. What's his face as the paladin though? Was I think like a master class of straight man comedy. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I don't, like she walked that line of almost being Drax, but still, like having human feelings. Mm-hmm. That I thought was not always easy to write, and they did fine. Kind of dumb, but not comically dumb. And like had had feelings, like cared about the little girl and cared about her friends, and did not did not want to see them hurt or accidentally do something Jar Jar Binks stupid. Yeah. Yeah, there was no... And all the comedy was, like, at least, like, even, like, the cutesy comedy was, like, not Jar Jar Binks dumb. Like, it was just, like, you're, like, some of this was a little silly, some of it was a little eye-roll, like, but a little little bit of grown comedy here and there, but, like, still kind of done, like, tongue-in-cheeky enough that you're, like, it's fine. I also, like I said, I mean, and again, John, I'm sure you could probably watch it in the next week or two so we mm-hmm. can revisit this maybe in the main episode and rank it. Yep. But like even some of the, like I said, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the adventuring stuff, f- like feels like a party messing around with their abilities to try to get an edge. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the way that the spells use and like, oh, we're going to try this and use that. And even some of the comedy Sound like like the the paladin just walking. They're like, "What's he gonna do when he gets to that rock?" He's walking straight over it. Like again, kind of sounds like feels like a, a dungeon master, just like mm-hmm. adding that in for like a table talk joke. 
You know, they're just sort of like he gets to the rocks right. and just walks in a straight line over the walk to the rock. Like you'd be like, lol, and then just move on to the next thing. And it doesn't need to be mm-hmm. like a huge moment or joke. It just it's like it feels like the comedy that you could kind of expect like a dungeon master to just like slip right. in here Throw and there. there. Yep. Uh, yep. What was I about to say? Oh yeah, speaking of, uh, you said you mentioned Drax. I was reading I, one of the trades that you gave me mm-hmm. uh, with the Guardians, the Guardians trade. It's, it's what a, what a weird Guardians lineup, first of all, right? It's like all your favorites, like Peter Quill. You're like, got it. Rocket, got it. Groot, got it. Gamora, I'm there. Drax, I'm there. Captain Marvel, you're like, okay. And then Flash Thompson's Venom. Flash Thompson with no legs is Venom. I was like, what? Yep. <laughs> it's, it's weird. It's, it's, it's wild. Marvel comics are weird. It was just like such a weird like you're just sort of like what? Like I was like and it just introduces it as Venom and I'm trying to like piece together I'm like who is even Venom in this suit and then it turns out to be Flash Thompson. Yeah, post war veteran Flash Thompson. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. A uh, couple couple lines in that comic though that I, I thought were were pretty great, which was uh, when Nick uh, Nick Fury shows up. And accuses them of being scrolls because everybody's just being paranoid of being scrolls because they're in space. And like Rocket's like, what, like, what, what do I look like to you? And he's like, if I'm being honest, it looks like I had sex with a raccoon and you're my son. <laughs> and, and, and Rocket's just like, touche. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's not bad. And I was like, uh, also the. Also, some of the Drax lines too of just like we mean you no harm and they were like how do we know and they were like if Drax meant you harm he would definitely would have done it by now and he's like it's true I would have harmed you as soon as we got here <laughs> it's it's wild that Batista had such an impact on that character yeah because he wasn't he wasn't like he didn't I don't think he had any dry humor before the Batista no, like, none. he was he was just the destroyer like it wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't straight man dry comedy like he was space hulk that's 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 what he had. He was Space Hulk. Not an interesting character at all. And now that's he's like all. beloved. <sighs> yeah, it's fun. I'm reading through it. I'm almost done. I mean I guess I will I'll report back, possibly even in main show, when I finish off the the Batman Who Laughs Scott Snyder run. It's it's so weird. I, I I'm not hating it though. It's just weird and insane. Yeah. It's have you read it? No. I'm way behind on Batman stuff. What did I... I picked up a trade that was Batman Wildcat, which okay. which was like a 90s Batman. It's... it's. I mean, I know Wildcat. That's that's Jim Lee, right? That's, that's Jim Lee? No, no. Jim Lee? no. Wildcat. The... Not oh. Wildcats. Oh. oh. Wildcat, the, the, the boxer turned crime fighter who How trained Batman out of box. It, it was just like a weird mess of 90s gritty comics and now there's like a bunch of 70s comics in the back that I'm trying to read and it's tonally very jarring to go from like bad 90s DC comics to so bad it's good DC 70s comics Mm. rough it's a rough transition yeah no Batman that laughs is like it it, it's it's absolutely insane like it, it's the mm. most like but explain it, it well so like the idea is is that like the joker himself 
has some kind of a failsafe in his body that if you kill him, it releases like an overwhelming amount of Joker toxin into the face of it. So from another dimension comes the Batman who laughs, which is the Batman there killed the Joker and then became an amalgamation of like Joker toxin Batman and then mm-hmm. becomes Batman's ultimate villain, right? Because it's like all of Batman's smarts and all of Joker's like insanity. Okay. And, and and everything is crazy. There's also the Grim Knight. The character design is bananas for the Batman who laughs. It's dark metal spikes over his eyes. That's a thing. It's about it's it makes sense. And then Batman has to make his own dark metal spikes over his eyes so that he can see the dark energies of the alternate realities. This is it's happening. Badass. It's insane. It's uh-huh. so like everything is so insane. <laughs> like uh, what's his name? The James Gordon there, like Jim's kid. They're like, he's like, you have to be a psychopath again. I need it to get in his head. He's like, I'm trying to rehabilitate. Batman's like, I don't care. <laughs> it's just like, <clears throat> uh, yes. did you did you read Death of the Family? Bef- that happened before that for sure. And it's I Snyder Capullo. I think so. Or I I definitely. It's the one where he, he captures the Bat family and makes them all believe that he cut off all of their faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think I don't know if what? I finished it. Yeah, Snyder's a crazy person. He's 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 a nutbar. Yeah, Joker cuts off his own face and yeah. then like staples the skin back over the open wounds. And then he ha- then he disappears for a little while, and then he has to break into like the Gotham PD to steal his face back. Yeah. Because <laughs> his face is like locked in the evidence room, <laughs> he's like, "Damn it, I need this. This is my face." And then he captures the whole Bat family and makes them believe he's done the same thing to all of them, and serves them their faces on under cloches at dinner, and they're all freaking out. It's it's so hyper violent and weird, and but Scott's he hasn't. Writer. It's a joke, but they are somebody's faces. <laughs> Yeah. It's not there. It's, uh, yeah, Batman comics, are, Batman comics are real violent. They have been since since the mid eighties. Yeah, Frank, Frank Miller. You. Yeah, no, I feel that that's. I think that was. I think I might have skipped ahead. That's that might be my problem because I was doing. I think Death of the Family, mm-hmm. and then I picked up this, and I'm not sure. I, I there was a few parts that I feel I skipped ahead to. But I, I read a lot of the Snyder stuff because even the cause did he pick up the New Fifty Two close to eh like or or uh, one of the other reboots he got All Star okay because like I said when I started reading the Snyder run it was like after some kind of a reboot Flashpoint of. Flashpoint it's after Flashpoint okay so it was Jeff Johns before that and then Flashpoint happens and then all Whatever that weird other stuff. And it's him and Tom King are the two big Batman writers. Yeah, but yeah, no, the Batman who laughs is, is bananas. It's it's all mm-hmm. kinds of bananas and everything's insane. But I'm like, I, I was like, I started being like, this is like it ranks in a like in that same area as Red Hulk, where you're just like, <laughs> it's where you're like, I can't say this is not entertaining, but like everything is cranked to insane, mm-hmm. like. There's the like I said. There's the Grim Knight who is like, 
I'm the I'm the only Batman that's ever won because I'm the only Batman that kills. So he's just like made a giant like prison state of his of his uh his Gotham or whatever. But then he was like he hates Jim Gordon because Jim Gordon overthrew him. <laughs> like in awesome. his reality, it's good. It's like yeah, it's like there's they're like oh yeah, like if Batman killed, Gordon would be like all about stopping him. You know like. Yep. Yeah, there's all, all like I said, diff- different Batmans all over the place, just mixed with Joker. Batman himself is poisoning himself with Joker toxin to try to walk the line, to try to like think like the Batman who laughs without actually like losing himself. That makes sense. Very, very Batman-y also. <clears throat> just, right? just wild. It's, and and I'm, like, guessing, yeah. I'm guessing some members of the Bat family try to stop him and he's like, you can't help me with this case. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I think, I honestly think at this stage he might have already been estranged from them. Because the only ah. person that tries to stop him is Alfred. And he go. punches Alfred in the face. There you go. That's it. That's... <laughs> but, but it's the Joker serum. And he's like, oh my god. And he starts like, and he's like, this is what I'm saying, Master Bruce. And he's like, I can control it. And he's like injecting himself with the antitoxin. They're like, he's like, you don't have like infinite antitoxin though. The whole entire thing is uh, ba- like the the plot is somehow related to the they need some kind of a dark energy that is like harvested from other Bruce Waynes because mm-hmm. uh, like the Batman who laughs is a Bruce Wayne obviously so he's like it, it's kind of takes on like a like a one thing like that Jet Li movie where he's sort of like <laughs> powering up by killing other Bruce Waynes. But yeah, yeah but specifically, it has to be Bruce Wayne's at their like at their happiest. So he has to. He's like, do you know how hard it is, in like in the multiverse to find happy Bruce Wayne's? There's not a lot. <laughs> I was like, also great as a plot point. <laughs> Jesus, that's great. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, it's it's completely insane. But like, I'm like, this is certainly keeping me reading as you just spin around and just. Go nuts. Yeah, I think I'm on issue seven, and I think it's an eight-issue eight run. And, like, what's crazy is that, like, it somehow is supposed to be happening in continuity. It's like, yeah. Bruce Wayne's actually fall out of the sky. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's wild that Batman can get that weird when you know that he's, like, friends with Wonder Woman and Superman. Yeah, well, and, and like, also very much... Like, so the whole, like I said, the, the, the main... Somehow, it's also related to a mechanism that Batman built into Gotham called, like, the Last Laugh or whatever, which was because he... So, Batman had always envisioned a, uh, like, a Joker spreading Joker toxin amongst the entire... To the entire city, if he could ever pull it off. Mm -hmm. So, Batman built a defense system into Gotham, like, through the old waterways or whatever else that would, like completely like cut off all of the water supply like go through the air go through whatever else and then like could also be used to uh send out antitoxin in the same thing like 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 pump antitoxin into the water to like reverse it because he was like i always knew this was like definitely a plan that joker would try to do so and obviously because the batman who laughs knows about it he's like well actually you just built the way that i'm gonna do that kind of thing (laughs) So, because now I know what Batman knows. 
So that's that's the I guess the threat. But like yeah, you're like why is why can why isn't Superman showing up to any of this? This is insane. Yeah, like this guy just zip right over, huh? Yeah, exactly. This guy's yeah. like they're literally next to each other, right? Like, can't you see Metropolis from Gotham? Like, aren't they on the other no, side? Not only in the movies. That, oh. that was that was a Zack Snyder idiocy thing. But I thought they were both East Coast cities. I thought it was like Boston, New York. So yeah, but like Superman speed, it's like seconds. It's yeah, yeah. They're both East yeah, Coast cities. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I didn't know. I, right. And then Zack Snyder it led us to believe it was like a New York, New Jersey situation, which is bananas. Which is we, which bananas. We, which is like yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Superman's like, I don't want none of what's going on over there on the other side of the river. Right. You take care Where of crime that. Crime is Batman. nonstop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gotham's insane. <laughs> guy Superman shows up with like, spike things. <clears throat> Superman is literally across the river being like, mm, I'm too busy yeah. with my own thing. I'm not going to go over there and fix that. At all. <clears throat> Street level crime is all over the place. Superman's like, it's, it's beneath me. Mm. Uh, I think this is garbage time, everybody. Garbage time. Garbage trash. Uh, did you did you read the weird Lufisto article? I've followed a little bit of her stuff. It's crazy. The the Thunder Rosa meeting pushback. Thun- the way oh yeah, the Thunder Rosa meeting, Dustin pushing back, Mean Girls click. Yeah, we're recording. Uh, <laughs> like, but did you read the whole article? No, I'll, I didn't. I'll, I didn't read the whole article. It's it, first of all, it's insanely long. Second of all, like, love Lufisto. Lufisto. Lou Fisto in general, but like she's also been like mightily concussed and was a bit of a weirdo all the time. Like it's kind of. Like I've a, I've seen her wrestle in front of like thirty people. Yeah, like, I'm a I'm a big fan. She's bananas. Uh, I like great. I I like her. I enjoy her as a performer, like her as a wrestler. But it's a little bit it's a little bit like Phantom and Eddie, where you're like, yeah, they've done some hardcore shit, and their brain shows it. You know, like it's it's no, I don't even think it's that. I think it's just. I'm, I'm like once once you get to a certain point, you're like I'm not going to break out, and I'm just FTW, right? Like yeah, no, no, no. That that I get, but I'm just saying. But like having seen her, met her, whatever else like that, like she does have a few screws loose. Like you you've been a, done hardcore some hardcore stuff with Eddie and all that stuff, and a couple concussions and all that stuff. Like again, she seemed cool, seemed sweet. She beat cancer. That's cool. Like yep. like all all. Everything going for her. I has, think she I think has she's, done it has done everything. Yeah, exactly. I think she's a great wrestler. I think she's a great great person in the ring. I think that hometown her, hero. Her whole the 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 idea of AEW being interested in her coach, I think, is great. I think because she can work any kind of match. Mm-hmm. I think she can tell you how to work any kind of match. I think that that is fine. Then she was just sort of like AEW's women's division is like booked by mean girls, and there's no vibe, and there's no whatever. Did you hear about the three p.m. thing or whatever? So, so the whole the, the ba- basically Lufisto's story is I've been seeing a lot of like headline tweets, not not a okay, whole lot of stories. So yeah, I'll, I'll, a I'll send you the send you the entire article so you can read the whole thing. Like long story short is she went down to work a dark match. They apparently the girls that she, like so the her take is like Ruby Tony Britt. Uh, and I guess I don't think I think sorry I wasn't even there yet or whatever are like literally run the show like Mean Girls and if you are friends with them you're fine if you're not friends with them you're scared 
and do what they say. Like other people kind of like Anna J, whatever are like yeah. in the hierarchy. Bunny is in the hierarchy and whatever. Like, but it's like really Tay. Like, Tay's got her. For sure. That's it. Like, but it's like, it, it's, it really, at least her story makes it come off of like real, like 1990s click stuff. Right. Like of their booking the show in terms of the women's division. Which is very funny considering they, they call their like women's empowerment sector heels. Yeah. Ah. It, it is funny. And I mean like, and it, it is what it is. And, but for whatever reason, like, like, and supposedly like as per her and a couple other things, like Ruby is a, a monster. Like is absolutely like the Sean, <laughs> I guess. Wow. <laughs> or whatever else like that. And like, <clears throat> again, who knows? This is Lu- like Lufisto saying it. And, but she was just saying in the locker, so divisive girls, like kind of like off to the side, not allowed to talking, no mingling, no anything. Everybody like shuts up as soon as someone walks in all that stuff. She's like a bunch of the young girls were like, Oh cool. Lou. And like, whatever else. And then people are like, why are you talking to her and stuff? You know, and like all this crap. Then I think it was a couple of days ago. At three p.m., like exactly at three p.m., multiple AEW women like simultaneously tweeted like, "The women's division is great, and I'm so glad to be here, and I love working with each and every one of you." <laughs> Which okay. I was like, is also crazy mean girl shit of being like, everybody get your phones out. <laughs> tweet it right now like you're like somehow this made it seem worse yeah (laughs) like that the entire division had to like send out a tweet at exactly the same time really seems like a bunch of bullies just made everybody take their phones out and tweet something at the same show me you tweeted it (laughs) like it sounds insane that's that's pretty crazy yeah and anyway and at least as per lou's story like uh had a hard time getting paid and then like Dustin and QT ghosted her and, like, just stopped answering anything and, like, whatever else. And it just – everything kind of went away. Like, which is – is they were, like, best of luck in all your future endeavors. Like, And after the whole – after the whole interview posted, Dustin did tweet to be, like, sorry, like, I think you're great, but, like, follow your dreams or whatever. <laughs> like, I, was, <laughs> I mean, every story I've heard about the women's division – highlights some form of dysfunction yeah well, i mean AW, from from pretty big dysfunctional swole, in general from big swole to yeah. thunder rosa to nyla rose to lufisto lufisto uh and yeah like yeah it's it's a thing and i i think it it must be whole on wrestling just the ladies will be less afraid of tweeting about it maybe like and i mean also like i feel that like lou fisto i'm sure is also just sort of like well if AEW is not my shot i don't have any shots left to take so i don't care i'll just here's the here's everything that happened with every name i'm comfortable saying omitting the names that like i don't that i would be betraying people by other saying because sometimes she just says like and a girl said you know like Because I'm like, yeah, like, Lou's not going to ever work in WWE or else she already would have. Yeah. Like, and if... Because she doesn't, she doesn't have the, the, the look. That no, WWE. but that's it. But, like, but that's like... But She's, that was, she is not the person who would sell herself to Vince McMahon. Sure. But, at that, but that's the thing is that, like... And even she said it, too. She's like, I know that my... A, for body reasons and, like, not body type, but just sort of, like, taking bumps and stuff. She's like, I know the next stage of my career has to be training. You yeah. know, like, like it's, I, I still think I have some good matches left in me, but like, 
They're if, not weekly. Uh, exactly. And like long longevity wise, like that's that's where I gotta go. And I think like I said, WWE would have already probably taken her on as a coach if if that was in the cards. Is Serena Deeb still wrestling? <laughs> I haven't seen her in stuff know. in a little while. I have no idea. It's so weird. Also yeah. also the yeah, That's um, the other thing with, with AEW and their women's division. Who's in it? Who's who's in it? Because they have a lot of talent and don't give them a lot of screen time. Nope. If you, although, have you seen the the they they sell it in a men's shirt? Oh, that was the other one. Um, what's her face from Lucha Underground? She left in a big huff too. The trios champion. Oh yeah, but she's but she's crazy though. Yeah, but again, did not leave on great terms. Yeah, I know, but I don't think that was an AEW situation. That's a uh, oh, why am I not Diamante? The one who tagged with her for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> yes, I know, I know what yeah. you're talking about. The, but yeah, but she's she's all kinds of crazy apparently. But they they knew that and they brought her into that locker room. Yeah, but I mean, I don't I, listen. I don't think Tony Khan really thinks about logic, and I think he, I think Tony Khan has a very big issue, and I think it's that he really likes wrestlers. Like, I think he's like, you're so cool, and that's not the boss can't think you're so cool. Like yeah. that, that's a that's a bad situation to be in. But yeah, no, no. But just the speaking of the women's division, the the shirt that Punk was wearing on Saturday, and which they sell, it's like they sell in men's size of the I'm a Collision Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, what? That's great. <laughs> I was like, <clears throat> also everybody's like, it's the the Collision versus Dynamite. It's so convoluted, like because then because there's also Rampage. Right. You're like if you're on Dynamite. You can be on Rampage. If you're on Collision, you can also kind of be on Rampage. But if you're on Dynamite, you can't be on Collision. <laughs> and vice versa. But it's not kind of sometimes you can. I'm just so mad at the loss of my YouTube shows. I bet. I really watched the hell out of a Dark and Elevation. Yeah. Also, did you hear the uh, <laughs> Kota Ibushi's a crazy person thing? <laughs> so they do. They did. They did Blood and Guts last week. Yeah. Right? So the which is war games and just war games. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say it's just war it's games. War games. <laughs> just like, is there any stipulation? that's... nope. It's the exact same thing. Two guys in. There's the add advantage. one, add one, add one, add one, add one, add one. Now the match starts, right? Uh, anyway, they they go nuts. They go crazy. It, I I find it so stupid that war games is not a blow off because it's a it's on the show. Yep. It's always on dynamite, so it it's never like gonna actually blow off the feud it'll yep. always be a storyline building thing which is i find insane like why it's a huge match like it's it's a, it's a huge match and guys get hurt and whatever else like that they do often the thing too where it's like like the bucks and stuff are off tv for the next couple of weeks they're on vacation and yeah. stuff like they do let give people some like time off after it so that makes sense but anyway so there's a bunch of tacks all over the place a bunch of weird tax spots and stuff and the golden elite win and there's still tax out there. And, like, it was, it's not on camera, but a lot of people saw it on film. And there's like a couple cell of phones. Shots. Cell phones and all that stuff. Just for shits after the match, Abushi's like laughing and he's like, ha ha ha. And just like flat backs into the tax and then stands up and flexes. Oh. And you're just like, why? <laughs> Who's this for? You're that's, like, that's nuts. <laughs> and you see, even like, the, like, like, Adam Page is like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, why, why, like, and you were like, what? "This is it." How does that moment exist in kayfabe? <laughs> I watched um the 
the Mankind Kane Hell in a Cell match. Okay. And Mick takes attack fall. And it was like a documentary kind of style where he was talking about it. His like tax hadn't really been brought out mm-hmm. much in, in WWE at that point. And they had like this slow shot of him kind of rolling up off the tax. Yeah. And like you see it so many times and it's, you know, 20, 30 years in. And that scene, like it just looked like it sucked so much. And tax have to suck so much. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't want to do it. Legos was bad. Uh, D&D Dice was really bad. <laughs> Did not like seeing that. I mean, the, from the guys, the they say the match. tax... Not to say it doesn't suck, but you're like from Phantom and Eddie and all that stuff. Like, it, we, when it we, when stings. We, when we, exactly, that's it. But like, apparently it doesn't even sting as much like as you think it does yeah. because, because you're like, they're like hitting the canvas hurts like and has like enough of a stingy impact that the addition of the taxi, they're like, it's not. Yeah, it wasn't the back that got me. It was Mick kind of hit it on the back of his arm and his shoulder. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And you kind of roll into it. Yeah. Like, that's what the guys say. They're like, often it's like when you roll and kind of catch one. But like the initial back end of the thing, they're like, actually not the worst. And they come out pretty clean and they're like only attack length into you. You bleed yeah. a little bit. They don't even scar really. Like Yeah, when I saw Brandon Cutler throw out the 10 bags of D&D dice. <laughs> oh, I just thought about stepping on a D4 and crying. Ow. Yeah, that sucks. Oh, man. <clears throat> Cole's back on BTE. Yep. Heavily, heavily on BTE. So I don't even know what's... That's why Collision and Dynamite don't talk to each other. Because <laughs> half the roster <laughs> hates each other. Apparently, um, uh, Punk wanted to be the... Uh, Punk wanted to be the fifth man for Blackpool. Really? Yeah. And they 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 were like no because then that, then that's all it becomes about. But like but supposedly they were like talking so everyone was like but that does mean that we will get like Punk versus the Bucks at some point. Like if like, cuz apparently that, uh, man it, it does it happen or does it just turn into another main event mafia? Uh, like it's real close to that if you it, it's it's almost an invasion storyline, right? Which is which is what it should be, like which is that is the that sh- like okay. So here's the things: <laughs> the Blackpool Combat Club needs to not be the Blackpool Combat Club anymore because none of them are from Blackpool. Like there's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. They also I was like oh they they introduced Pac so at least they have a British guy, but then they couldn't work with Pac and Pac walks out of the war game, so that became the storyline, right? But I'm like, but the actual storyline that they're not telling. That they're telling by accident is you have one team that's held belts, quote unquote, in the big leagues and their protege, Wheeler Yuta, mm-hmm. and then another team saying we're the elite and we're the best at wrestling. That's the actual conflict. Yep. Like, and I'm like, how is that? N- that and, but that's not the storyline they're telling. They're saying we hate you and we're just attacking you with screwdrivers and all that shit. I'm like, no. I'm like, just have these guys cut these promos to be like, you guys have walked around saying you're the elite. Why? Because you're big in Japan? Like, we're big in Connecticut. And, <laughs> and we've been big in Japan. And also we've been big in Japan. But it's just sort of we, like... We left Japan when we wanted to get big. Yeah, like, ev- exactly. That's it. Every one of them's held... Did, did Dean even hold... Yeah, Dean even held the big strap, too. Yeah. Like, 
Cesaro has been IC champ, US champ, like multiple tag champ. Like Brian's had world championship. Dean's had or uh, yeah, like Mox. Mox as Dean. Mox as Dean had the US and had the world. Like they all had stacks about the WWE. That's the story of no worth worthy elite. And then in that world, Punk's like also me. Do you remember I had a summer one time? <laughs> exactly. That's it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's August. That means it's my favorite time of year. <laughs> the summer. Whoa. Oh! Yeah. yeah, exactly. Then you can have Punk come in in Blackpool. And no problem. And that and that becomes a really good story because it just it becomes the main event mafia. Sure. Right? It's it's Angle and Hogan and, and But Rick except Flair. That, except that the like the main event mafia were kind of over as faces. Like, I mean, yeah, because people love Hogan. I know, but that's what I'm saying. But like this flair, right? This this would be that, but they would be the heels. Yeah, because AEW loves the elite. Yeah, like that's like that's what I'm saying. It would it would be main event mafia style storyline. Yeah, but but as actual heels being like, we're the bad guys because we're literally WWE coming for your shit. How do you think we all got signed? How how what are your contracts worth? Tony signed us for a lot more. You know, like, it'd be great. It would be... Once Once he realized that the company was not going to go under, he brought us in. He could afford us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's the storyline. Once great. you guys made him enough money, he realized he could afford us finally. Yeah, it, and that, I would, I would love that story so <laughs> much. But that's not the story they're telling for some reason. Once he realized that you guys could pay for Daly's place, <laughs> he realized he could pay us for the United Center. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Great, savage. It's great. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm I know, and that would it. be it. Would be an unbelievable storyline of just like they're just violent idiot assholes who just are here for a paycheck and whatever. That also said, if you've been watching the uh, the Adam Cole MJF stuff, no, I haven't. I'm completely. Oh my god! Like it's, it's. I heard it was good, and then I decided to stay spoiler free, and then it got totally old real fast. Like I, it, so much of it came out that I realized I was never going to catch up. Uh, they're, one of their one of their little vignettes, it's it's them them playing fight forever, and whatever and he, like like they're just because right. they're having like like big like bro stuff whatever yeah. and like uh, and MJF is just sort of like oh this this is a lot of fun you know like I never I never really played multiplayer much before Adam's like what are you what are you talking about dude like, I, like multiplayer is like one of the best way to play is whatever he's like <laughs> well you know to play multiplayer you need you need friends. <laughs> <laughs> Like, and like MJF looking like generally forlorn. Adam's like, oh man, and like, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like this is so good. And you're like, and the best is it. They're like, you know, you know, I gotta tell you, when we got put together in like the the blind tag team, whatever, I was totally gonna turn on you. I was gonna screw you over. Adam's like, me too. <laughs> like, and they're like, whoa, like that. That only reminds me of. Have you seen that clip of Diamond Dallas Page and Scott Hall playing, whatever, two K twenty? Maybe. It's, it's so good. They're sitting down on the couch and they're playing the video games. And DDP looks over at Scott. And he's like, "Who are you going to be?" He's like, "I'm going to be. I'm going to play me. Uh, I'm the bad guy." And DDP is like, "Cool, cool. Then I'll play me too." Click, 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 click. Wait, where where am I? Click 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 click. I was I was in the last one. Click 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 click. Scott just looks at him and goes, 
just play as Randy Orton. I mean, he does he does the diamond cutter, right? That'd be great. <laughs> it's this, it's the same move. <laughs> DDP is like son of a bitch. <laughs> Where why why am I not in the game? <laughs> That's great. Also the 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 because the, they're they're better than you, baby. Is the is the team, and <laughs> their finisher is the double clothesline. And they're like, <laughs> they hold hands and knock someone down real hard. <laughs> double clothesline, and they're like, they and they they worked it up. They're like, it's our finisher, and they're like, if we hit that double clothesline, it's lights out for the opponent. And then they've built like multiple matches of them like unable to hit. Like, they're going for the double clothesline, and like it gets countered or it gets whatever. Duck they, thunder. They finally hit it. And it obliterates them instantly. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what's the our most protected move? <laughs> it's just a shitty double clothesline. <laughs> it's great. They're like, what's our finisher going to be? And they're like, think about it. They're like, double clothesline. Yeah. And then like, they keep going for it. And it keeps getting like booked. <laughs> like, they, book they book it like the one-wing angel. Like they're always going for it. And it like never gets locked in. It's amazing. <clears throat> so good. I also still, and again, that also, I think the one-wing angel even wins war games. I was like, one Wing Angel as a finisher is I genuinely, I think, one of the best booked finishers because it looks shitty when it hits and it's so convoluted to get into that it's so easily countered or interrupted. Okay. So it's not, like, it's not like the RKO because you're like, why doesn't he open the match with it? He can, he can hit it out of nowhere. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> like, it's, it's, <laughs> like, you can just end matches with the RKO. It's not like, on an injury, like, onto the one shoulder, fold his leg, curl it up, and then, like, tip it over. You're like, there's a million ways to get out of it. It's, it makes sense as, like, it's hard to hit, so it's a finisher. Mm-hmm. You know? And if I can hit it, then I can end it. But I can't hit it, like, in one second. Like, a spear as a finisher <laughs> is also nonsense down to me. You're yep. like... Because again, bang, hits this beer. Oh. My all time favorite tag team finisher is one that never makes the lists. It was the Quebecers finisher. PCO, yeah, yeah, Jacques Rougeau. Rougeau would put the guy in a Boston Crab face down on the mat, and PCO would come off the top rope with a leg drop onto the guy's head. Nice. I was like, that looks like it sucks a lot. <clears throat> like, it's a submission move into a top rope impact move. While you're still, your feet are still up in the air to stop you from bracing who for the else, impact. Who, someone had that also. I can't remember. There, there was a there was someone who did that who had like it was a submission move and then like then a leg drop or a something whatever was as a finisher, which was great. I mean, it's it's on par with like, imagine if Bret Hart did that teaming with Hulk Hogan. WCW, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, you'd be like the oh. sharpshooter into the leg drop, like or oh. or or with Macho or something. If Macho did an elbow drop onto oh, uh, to someone in the sharpshooter, yeah. fuck, it'd be amazing. <laughs> They'd also die. <laughs> like, Macho hit that elbow hard on a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're in a compromised position and letting Macho hit you in the elbow. <sighs> it's not protecting you at all. Suck it in. Oh man, but yeah, no the the MJF Cole stuff is great. <clears throat> the I, the the I, the concept, of, or at least the 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 rumblings of backstage that that the Bucks and Punk are willing to work together is just like a so much money. It's so much money. Like it's so it's, much money. It's just build to it properly and and hit that big pay per view. Yeah, have it have it go nuts. Cause man, like ah, I love AW and the wrestling is so good and the matches are so good and I love so much of so many of them on the roster 
But like, holy shit, can you tell that it's just one guy booking who's not really a writer, who like doesn't really have yeah. long-term concepts and stuff like that in his head. Listening to the guys maybe too much. Not all of them. Like, can punk write TV? Apparently, as per what he says. But not every wrestler can. A lot of them are big dum-dums. You can't just let everybody do what they want. You don't like, want Brian Cage writing a show. You know, exactly. That's it. What are what are these stories? Like, <laughs> it's just like stuff comes and goes. It's it's infuriating. Yep. It, 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 they're so close to being so good. And and Kenny's there. And he knows long-term storytelling. He knows. Mm. Yeah, well, it, it's they have no patience for anything. Yeah. It's stupid. Anyway, I, I hope they fix their shit. Uh, Scott, the Highland Games. Shifting gears real quick. I mean, it's more feats of strength, big burly men. Yeah, man, those strong men competition dudes, are those guys are huge and strong. Even the, they had a, the Women's Highland Games Strength Championship. The Canadian Championship was there. Mm-hmm. And throwing a 28-pound weight, 14 feet, in the air over a bar. That shit is crazy. Yeah. I watched that for a little bit. was like, I'm tired. (laughs) And they just watch it fall like two inches from their face. They're like, yeah, I threw it. Thump. Six inches into the turf. (laughs) Fuck. The nerves of steel on that. Uh, You pulled for the uh, 12th year in a row? 12th year in a row. 10th year pulling for the St. Andrews Society. You did it with MTLRD, right? Uh, I started with with MTLRD two years, and then uh, they stopped showing up. So the St. Andrews Society, which is the Scottish charitable social organization that runs a lot of the... And have you always been the anchor boy? I don't know if that's the rule. Is that called? What's it called? The anchor. Is there a proper name? The anchor? The the anchor. Anchor boy. Uh, Not always. There was another guy on my team this year that did it half the time. Mm -hmm. He is a a big boy. 350 pounds. And is a strong man that pulls fucking like Mack trucks across parking lots and shit. Mm-hmm. So he did it half the time. But he didn't want to do it all the time because sometimes he wanted to be in the front staring down the other team. So I see. I did it the other times. Uh, but, uh, so are you, when you're the anchor guy, mm-hmm. are you also are you also like the the, the what do you call it? The you, guy with the megaphone in the boat? The, the coxswain. Yeah. Yeah. You you set the cadence for the pull. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's like so when so when the team loses it's because of you. No, when the team loses it's because the other team was stronger than you, <laughs> and because you didn't have the proper technique. I mean, also that. Yeah, sure. I saw Squid Game. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> dig in, heal in, wait, right. wait for the teeny bit of slack. And there's go. there's a team from the army. Mm-hmm. There's a team from the navy, both of whom are training real hard all year to beat each other. They come there to fuck everyone else. And there's up the rest too. of the field. Uh, yeah, there was a kickboxing school that was there that came to like not be embarrassed for their public relations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm there with a charitable organization. <laughs> Do what I can. I don't like. Are you losing, like one of the younger guys on the team? <laughs> this year, yeah. <laughs> At 45, I'd, I'd say I was right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We won once. That's that's all we can take. Uh, it's, it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's there for for fun. We we raised like almost four grand for the Douglas Foundation. That's good. Uh, fun fact: This year, mm-hmm. at the end of my last pull, I ended up in the medical tent. Oh boy! So I I pulled four times out of five, and the last two were almost back to back. So mm-hmm. finished pulling, 
catch a breath, take a sip of water, go back and pick up the rope again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't think I should do this. But the other guy had just walked away. So now I need, they need me there to finish the, t- the team. I am. And uh, pulled, parts pounding. It's, it's a lot of like cardio for your whole body to be. Yeah, physically activated at once, like all of your muscles yeah, yeah, hauling, yeah, hauling, it. hauling, and shook the other team's hands. Went to find a little shady spot, put my backpack under my head, lay down, suck in an air. Mm-hmm. Uh, thought it, you know, just like I'm tired. I need to catch my breath after that. Heart's pounding, heart rate goes down a little bit. I'm like okay, that's good. I'm ready. I'm okay. I stood up and. Everything was overexposed, and the whole skyline went sideways. I was like, "I'm going to faint." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the the, the the what do you, what do you call it? The the the, the zoom in zoom in zoom dolly in, pan out. out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, zoom in dolly out. <laughs> yeah, but this was like um like a flash going off, and the the Polaroid film halfway exposed <laughs> kind of thing, like very stark contrast. And I looked, and I was about 20 yards away from the medical tent. I walked over. I was like, hello, everybody. I am about to faint. Can I lie down somewhere? (laughs) Uh, For a medical team that's mostly dealing with sunburns and a little bit of dehydration, they were very excited to have a patient. (laughs) Finally. This is what we train for. Go, go, go. Uh, Lie me down, ice pack, blood pressure, blood sugar levels. I did a little glucometer Mm -hmm. poke in the fingertip. Stayed there for 20 minutes. Blood pressure went back to normal. Blood sugar was fine. I wasn't. I was just like, man, it was like a lot of exertion. My heart rate was like, are you fine? I'm like, yeah, I feel a lot better. I stood up. I didn't get dizzy. I walked out, mm-hmm. saw saw someone I knew, went to chat with them for a minute, told them I was just in the medical tent because I thought I was going to faint. Mm-hmm. They're like, are you okay? No. No, I'm not okay. I'm going to faint again. <laughs> Walk back to the tent. <laughs> Walked out. And they're like, you're not okay. I was like, I need a bag right now because I'm going to vomit. I'm fine. Gave me a bag. I puked in front of like six people. <laughs> Lay back down, ice, blood pressure, stayed there for another half hour. Oh, man. <laughs> it was wild. <laughs> there was... <laughs> I got, so, uh, I think it was during Billie Eilish. Uh, I was like, just like run out to a urinal and like... Uh, not a urinal, but like porta potty. Porta potty. I heard someone just throwing up in the porta potty next to me. And I was like, I get why. But dude, the bushes are such a better call. Right? Like, and like, having your head over a portal. I was body. like, oh no. I was like touching it. Like, what? I'm like, what? what Where what, do you put your hands? Yeah, what do you? I was like, oh God. Like, and it's like end of the day, porta potty. <laughs> like, end of the day. Sun head, is down. Headline, headline set. Oh, I was like, you, I was like, I, I, like, I appreciate the sacrifice you made that you're not like throwing up near people. But I'm like, there's a lot of bushes. It's okay. Oh they hose down everything. I've seen him do it. Even if you just puke on the sidewalk, gross. But like, eh. like even like, just behind the porta potties. Yeah, like, exactly. that's a fine place to be. Garbage can, like something like. Oh my god! I was like, oh my god! That is the absolute worst thing I can imagine is puking in a porta potty. Highland Games had urinal. Six I, six urinals in an uh, octagon. Oh, okay, because they, they they have them. They're four uh, at Oceaga. Like uh, like you're just sort of like each man can like post up on four. Right. I call them pyramids. Uh, uh, that's, that's you know it was great. Yeah, the oh, Highland Games it was great. Just a bunch of dudes in kilts, right? Just yep. Flip up, piss, flip down, move on. Yeah. No, yeah, those are and it helps everybody. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> you're just free up the other porta potties for the ladies. Exactly. That's it. If you only have you know, to pee. dudes pissing all over them. Is I had. This is gonna be OP. This is real garbage time talk. <laughs> Come up to one of those, like start peeing, and like because it's 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 like late night, like dark or whatever else like yep. that, and I hear like splashing kind of, and I'm like, uh oh. And like I just like look down and I'm like, oh, it, this is not draining. And I, and I was like, and now I'm in a game of chicken, <laughs> where it's like the level oh. of B is like rising in the basin, and I'm like shifting your feet back an inch, yeah, like another uh, inch. <laughs> like, do I like pinch and switch like real quick to like <laughs> to another one? Or like, what's the plan Oof. here? Just festival, festival fun. That's uh, rough. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I, I. Those people, like it, kids that we don't get like I said, we don't get screwed up at Oshiaga. We like drink a little bit, party a bunch, but it's like we're mostly there for like, like yesterday when for like for Kendrick, I had maybe like two or three beers all day. Like I was like, I'm, I'm probably not gonna see Kendrick Lamar a ton. Want to yeah. be want to be pretty sober for it. Like that's like. <laughs> that's a thing I don't want to be yeah. like oh I got wait even even just like I was like I don't even want to have to pee that much during the <laughs> during the show yep. <laughs> like you know like if I've been drinking all day I might have to hit like a couple bathroom breaks over an hour and a half like while I'm watching the show I was like none of that just want to like want to stay focused like the kids who get just like out of their bombed out of their mind on drugs or alcohol or whatever it was so hot this weekend all that I was like what I'm like how like and I I never got that messed up at a festival. Like I'm like no. like I was like even if I like drank pretty hard and partied pretty hard it was always like at least like one to one with water, you know? Like even I'm getting like you just see some of these kids just like gonzo and I'm like what are you where? That's wild. Like and you just you you walk by and you see them like leaning on a thing or like trenched up and like just stepping in like Porta potty goo and stuff, and you're just like, I don't even know where you are. I'm like, this the ge- general admission tickets, pre- general admission tickets went on pre sale today for next year. So it is, they're not going to get cheaper. It's $400 for the weekend, $385. That's, yeah. um, you want to remember that, don't you? <laughs> like, like oh, I remember that. I was like, if you just want to get screwed up with your friends, like, Go into the woods and do a bunch of drugs. Like, right, it's fine. Yeah. You, you can, and then just bring a speaker. <laughs> like, there, like, there's there's woods out in Pierrefonds. You don't need to come all the way from the West Island and get. Yeah, it's town. like I was like, you paid so much money and you don't know where you are. <laughs> like it's, it's there, there's always people like that though, man. Like they're just, I'm I'm gonna cut loose. <laughs> this is my one chance to like go bananas it's like you're not fun to be around it's sure not fun but but for that's anyone. But, but i'm like but but even then i'm like i don't want to necessarily like i don't want to rob people of the their ability or desire to get real fucked up i just think it's insane that like you probably play, paid like four to five hundred dollars for this weekend pass to get fucked yep. up and like and if say it's saturday what do you how are you on sunday first of all like and what did you remember from any of this, like it's like I said, if you just want to get screwed up, get a get a speaker and a bunch of drugs and go to the woods or whatever. Like, do it at home. Do it in your basement. Get a, <laughs> buy a speaker and a strobe light. <laughs> Invite all your friends. Uh, do all the drugs you want. Have a rager. Yeah, it's so it's so weird to me that you'd be at this festival, pay that much money, miss 
probably the thing you actually wanted to see and be out of your fucking mind. It's and and like and it's, it's not the frat boys and West Island kids. But would, like, and, but, it, and it's, but it's not like a small percentage. Yeah. Like it's 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 crazy. Hmm. That does not sound fun. Yeah, I mean, I, and I'm I'm saying that as an old person, but like. Uh, I was like I, I said I wasn't I'm, I, was I, like, always, I always like prided myself on being able to handle my shit yeah that's back it. then like I'm gonna be sick but I'm I'm not gonna get like knockout. sure exactly unf- that's it unfun yeah bring everyone else down that I was there with yeah like even like yeah exactly that's it like I've, I've like I said been, been to a pile of Oshiagas been to a pile of festivals worst case like I've had a couple of times where I've gotten again kind of like sick or queasy which probably is more like sunstroke than anything because you're like hydration. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I genuinely didn't do, like drink too much and didn't really do drugs or whatever. But you're like, oh, now I feel kind of queasy. But you're just like, okay, everybody, I will handle my own situation. I'll go sit up on the hill, drink some water, find some shade, see you in an hour. I, I, don't, I don't need the cops pulling I'm not gonna Justin f- Anderson Butler. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to fall on you and pull you and get belligerent and yell at you and get into a fight. Pick a fight, get thrown into the back of a cop car. Oh, that's wild. Yep. Anyway, Oshiago was a good time, so. It was, uh, looks like it always is. It, it's, 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 a, it's a freaking marathon. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's your... People, like, it's so funny. Like, every year on the, like, Reddit, whatever, people are like, is it just me or is this bullshit? It used to be so much better. I'm like, first of all, you're, you're older. You are an older person now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, someone was just like, oh, like, um... The like someone was talking about, like the lack of like legacy acts or whatever else. Like I'm like first first of all, there was the like the, the big legacy act was Flaming Lips, and they were playing like Yoshimi, uh, Battles of the Giant Pink Robots or whatever. Yeah. And like you know what, there were not a lot of people who were that interested in it. Why? Because it was a 40 year old band playing a 20 year old album. Like I was very excited <laughs> to <Yeah>. watch it, <laughs> but you're like, oh, why aren't the kids into it? <laughs> you know shit, <laughs> like. <laughs> Genuinely, it's a 60-year-old man from a band that got together in 1983 pulling an album that came out in 2002. <laughs> like, I cannot blame you for not knowing it. Like, there was people who were like... This, this festival is not the same as the metal festival. It, it, is, it is not for... Old, old dudes. Old dudes. Well, it, it was so funny, too, because, like... So, it was a little bit weird because, like... So, the National were playing, like, kind of what they call, like, the sunset set... Which yeah. they do kind of time it to usually have like Flaming Lips are in the slot the, n- the night before, which is usually where they put the Legacy Band. Yep. Uh, and people were just and like and I I even like was talking on, online. I'm like, yo, the National got together in like 2000. Like to a lot of people, they're an old band. Like I'm like I kind of think of them as a newer band, but they're an old band to a yeah. lot of people. Like they're they're st- they're in a Legacy slot now. Like the Boxer came out in 2002. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know like. Uh, but yeah, and people were it's just that like, it's that our generation, my generation thinking like. 15 years ago is 1995. Yeah, exactly. That's like, it. But like, oh yeah, they, they, they got together like, I was already like almost done college starting university. So they're like a, a new band. No, sir. You are yeah. in your 40s. But yeah, but someone was just sort of like, they, it was, if, they were, if Back to the Future happened now, it'd be after Kurt Cobain died. Yeah. <laughs> Jump back to 93 and be like, unplugged in New York. Wow. Yeah. Wild. But yeah, uh, but he they were national were on the same stage as Billie Eilish, right? So and like Billie Eilish, like they 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 put the clip up and stuff. Like there like there were people camped the gates and people sprinted to the guardrail and held the spot for the whole day. Like there there were that's what some people were doing for Billie Eilish, and someone was just sort of like, oh my god, the Billie Eilish fans were insufferable, 
Like, so some of them apparently were like booing and chanting, we want Billy. I'm like, that is bullshit. That's, that's, that's not cool. That's that, not cool. That's genuinely not cool. But then other people were like, someone was just like, oh, I saw like a girl playing like Candy Crush and like someone was like watching on Netflix. I'm like, that sucks. But I'm like, but that's also fine. Kind of like, I'd be kind of bummed. But as long as you're not like, I have more time for that than you talking to your friend loudly next to me. If you're just quietly there, not enjoying the show because you're waiting for the next act, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's fine. Cause you're not interrupting the audio and you're not interrupting yep. me. And then someone was just sort of like, yeah, I heard this one girl like say to her friend, like, man, he looks like a librarian. And I was like, but where's the lie? <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't understand why you're complaining about why that girl asked that question because he does look like a librarian. <laughs> I was like, but yeah, I was like complaining. Like if a person's booing and chanting, we want Billy, absolutely shut up. But I'm like, if you're just sitting there quietly, and not talking. I'm like, that's better than a lot of Montreal fans who just mm-hmm. talk loudly over shows that they don't care about, which is the absolute worst. Like, I was like, more of that, honestly. If you're, if you're waiting for your band, don't talk to your friends. Sit quietly on your phone. Yeah. That is, that's fine. You put, put your headphones in and watch The Office. I don't care. I would much prefer that than you and your friend just like loudly talking to each other while I'm trying to watch a show. Exactly. I, I, I agree. This is garbage time. Bye. John couldn't be here because he's sad. Listen, man, we all know that you pressed stop on your podcast player like 30 seconds ago as soon as you heard the outro music. And the only reason you're possibly listening to this is because you're like jogging or something and your phone is in your pocket and you can't stop me from talking. Uh, I'll keep this short and sweet. Uh, We put in a lot of work on this website. Uh, If you do want to support us financially, we're kind of reworking the whole structure over there. But if you do want to support us financially, you can head to patreon.com slash 9to5cc. And if you don't want to support us financially, maybe you could just tell your friends about the show. And if you don't want to support us at all, I don't even know how you're possibly listening to this at the end of that episode. Bye. 905.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.